everyone, and welcome to Soul Gazing, the podcast where we review things nowadays and give all the spoilers you never asked for. <laughs> yes, and my <laughs> name is Michelle, and I am the borrower of middle names. Ooh, okay. And I'm Rika, and I'm still sitting in daylight. <gasps> yes, bathing in it. It's nine thirty p.m. On a Saturday, and it's still bright outside, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. God, that's so trippy to me. Yeah, I mean it's it's beautiful, but then the flip side is that in the summer the day is like three hours long. <laughs> so, yeah, in the winter, sorry, in the winter, oh. days are like three hours long. It's it's depressing. Yeah. Literally. Oh, geography. Yeah, it's crazy. I really, I would like to spend like the summer months in Germany because it's pretty moderate. It's a pretty moderate climate. And then winter, I would like to spend on some tropical island. That's my ideal life plan that I'm not <laughs> working towards in any way. <laughs> I'm sure it'll just fall into your lap one day. Yeah, things tend to do that. Mm-hmm. So just what like... about your middle name? Yeah, just like just like what? I'm sorry, what? Your what middle name? Because oh. remember that last time I said I was taking your, I was the stealer, and I'm taking one of your middle names, and that was lazy. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, I'm gonna. Are you overwhelmed now? Yes. <laughs> oh. oh no! I'm gonna need to borrow one of your other ones. You're gonna be left naked with your middle names for a little bit. That's okay. My name is long enough as it is. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I guess, yeah, I am overwhelmed just because everything is happening in the same week. Like, mm-hmm. I'm finally going back to in-person stuff for school and like work Ew. and whatnot. People. I know. And it's like full on. I have to pick up my lab coat <laughs> next week too because... Oh, I demand snaps. Oh, yes. I'm going to be looking so formal with my lab coat and my goggles. Mm, So professional. (laughs) Yeah. But then also on the same day that I'm going in for my first day, we're having like a social thing Mm -hmm. with the other managers for the lab that I'm working in. Mm -hmm. So that will be the first time I've hung out with people since like March of 2020, which is over a year ago. Yeah, that is crazy. And I imagine kind of not unsettling, but it must feel weird to just be able to do that again. Because we're still here. Restaurants have been closed. We're like mostly closed for six months. They're just slowly opening up again. Like the outdoor spaces are open and, you know, you can have socially distanced meals there. But the transition is slow, but it's weird anyway. Yeah. And I just haven't been out at all during the pandemic, so I don't yeah. even know how anything is <laughs> anymore. Yeah. But you're fully vaccinated, so you're good to go. Yeah. But I'm still just going into the wilderness and like hoping that <laughs> I can adapt because I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you'll be fine. It's fine. I feel like, you know, meeting new people is really unnerving as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but then under these circumstances, it's just worse. Yeah. But I'm I, sure it'll be fine. I'm sure they're nice. It's like I mean, meeting for them, new- it's got to be the first time in a long time, too, right? No, they've been... The- no, they've been working in person for a really long time. That's why oh. I'm like joining as the new manager. So then they've mm-hmm. kind of been working on this for a long time. And they've had mm-hmm. this system where they basically had their lab members as essential workers. So they were able to get like the vaccine super early and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Because we work with like stuff. 
body stuff. Yeah. Body stuff. Yeah. On dry eyes. Yeah. So they've kind of been out and about and like doing the study still in person for a while. Oh, like a couple of months, I would say. Yeah. But now I'm yeah. going in and I'm like meeting them for the first time. And then they're like my, I don't want to say bosses, mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, they're the ones who hired me. And then there's like this yeah. period of time, like for a month that they could basically mm-hmm. just fire me if they don't feel like I'm okay <laughs> there. So I'm just so like, it's like a probation love period. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, they won't do that. I mean, the thing is that people don't go through the trouble of hiring someone and then just firing them for no reason whatsoever. Like, so unless you really mess it up, I don't think that they're yeah. in any way interested in doing that. So challenge, but not yeah. So I understand. It's still, it's still very, um, uh, you know. What's the word? It is real. It is real and unnerving. Because I'm still on, for my new job, I'm still on probation too, technically, but I, mean, I already kind of know that they're... <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to fire you when they only have like two other people there. Exactly. First of all that, and then for some reason, they've been really impressed with me doing the bare minimum. Well, actually, that's not true. I always no. I try to work hard. With everything that I do. So they've been like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Someone yeah. who actually works. So I think I'm good. But like there's always this, you know, the reality yeah, right of it being probational is still there. Yeah. I guess. We are living our lives. This is reality. We're going back yeah, to it. We're being adults. Ugh, we're graduating worst. and more or less the same time. And we're being I more know. adulty and more or less the same time. It's so weird. We cannot, we're so codependent. We cannot do things alone. I Even know. like thousands of miles apart, we cannot just do things alone. I know. We're just like, oh, are you graduating? Okay, me too. <laughs> totally. Are you getting a new position? Well, me too. <laughs> yep. Oh, but yes, I guess we stepped into reality enough. And now yes. we can step into mom spaghetti. Oh, that too. <laughs> step back to reality. Exactly. And now we oh. have some K-pop comebacks yes. to talk about. The other reality we're very preoccupied with. Yes. Oh, God. Who do we even start with first? Who to start with? Shall we go like more or less chronologically with comebacks and start with Everglow? Yes. Because I have opinions. Yes, please. First of all, I mean, we we talked about this while watching the MV, but their performance is actually so awesome. Seriously. And it, the choreography is something that a male K-pop group would do, which is something that, you know, we don't blame the, the girl groups for themselves, but, you know, they tend to get more cutesy or like different concepts than boy groups and then we have everglow who just goes so hard (laughs) seriously yeah i put down like they snatched a boy group's comeback for this they really did it's so cool and i listened to the other two songs um on the single and Mm -hmm. um don't ask don't tell is really cute like it's more on the poppy side and then Mm -hmm. there's please please which is i like more ballady but i need this as an acoustic version i actually looked up a performance of this but i only found like a regular like music show performance mm-hmm. i need an acoustic version of this you i heard her everglow please exactly please aisha bias <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> oh you have a bias huh listen yes i do i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay me too yeah they're lovely ladies Snatching boy groups. 
Um, it's so good. It's speaking so good. of boy groups, I have to talk about this one real quick. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because we have a quote unquote debut. Yeah. Jay Park, <laughs> Don Mills, Loco, and Noxal, also known as the Hottie Boys, <laughs> Second Boys in Korean. <laughs> they came out with a song produced by Gray, and it's called, well, the English title is like a question mark. I don't know how yeah. to say it. But it's kungume in Korean. And I just... Why? <laughs> I'm confused why. I just... It's beautiful. Like, visually, I haven't been this pleased in a while. <laughs> Are you <laughs> no, sure? I'm totally kidding. Listen, Noxa looks like Chet Kroger from um, Nickelback. It's just really God. weird. And then Loco has his frosted tips from the 90s. Yes. And just, like, oh, it's man. very yeah, 90s. Yeah, the entire... M- yeah, the entire MV is like very like nineties R and B, like the the fake what like the sparkles and everything. Yeah, oh, basically man. Silk Sonic. The sparkle filter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lord, it was funny though. But yeah, yeah. Jay Park came out of music retirement for this masterpiece to occur, and I'm not mad at that. Yes. No. Nobody should be. This is really because you can tell. You can really tell when he does things for fun Mm -hmm. when he's just like messing with everyone yeah and like the entire industry and it's just so beautiful it is i love him still i really do aomg keeps on going keeps on trucking they put the omg in aomg (laughs) (laughs) oh speaking of aomg though yeah, Lehigh came back with 17s. No, it's actually the other way around. <laughs> yes. 17s, uh, Mingyu and Wonu. And Lehigh released their song, Bittersweet. And it really is. God. It's such a beautiful video. And the song is also Honestly. very smooth. Very nice. It's yeah. really it's really up your alley, right? Oh, definitely. Right up my alley. Yeah. Right up in there. In those crevices exactly. of that alley. I yeah, love they, the song. They bought all the properties on your alley and they just moved in there. And exactly. now they're renting out places. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but definitely I, I thought it would be like... Because it was featuring Lehigh and I was like, oh, she'll do the singing. And then they'll like rap or something because yeah. they're in the hip hop line. Mm-hmm. But no, they were singing with their sultry voices. They really were. God, and they look so good. And I stand all of it 17 does it again mm-hmm. they will never Honestly, disappoint yeah. seriously never they have never disappointed like nothing 17 has ever done has disappointed me mm-hmm. i'm disappointed <laughs> <laughs> i expected more disappointment i know right what is this no what but i really this? love perfection it. hour now <laughs> seriously but yeah i will probably put that on my sleep playlist because yeah it's amazing yeah, I'm going to listen to it again, just without the distraction of Mingyu's phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy it for what it is musically. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of enjoying new music, um, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> kind of segue was that? I don't But yeah, know. just real quick. Uh, after last week's Kingdom performance, Stray Kids got in touch over Twitter with Ryan Reynolds. And then Hugh Jackman got involved. And it's just such a beautiful mess. Yeah. I and yeah, now they're, they're all friends. <laughs> that was the the abridged version. <laughs> yeah, basically, because Stray Kids did a um, Deadpool inspired performance, and then that went all viral. And then I guess Ryan mm. Reynolds found it and just started interacting with them. Yeah, and like put the hashtag um, "new favorite Aussie," and then yes, 
Pangtan retweeted that with like the hashtag sorry Hugh Jackman and then Hugh Jackman was like that's fine but you know be careful Ryan Reynolds can be a lot god I love <laughs> those two but now that Pangtan is involved Honestly, and Felix and just like oh this god, is the best it's just it's a thing of beauty is I never thought this would happen I think nobody did I, I know, don't right? think any of them ever expected this to happen but now we're here and it's glorious it is but yeah one good thing came out of kingdom huh yeah <laughs> Exactly. New friendships. Yes. <laughs> we stand friendships. <laughs> we do. But yeah, I guess another kingdom related piece of news is that the final songs, so like the original songs that we're releasing for the kingdom finale are out now. Yes. Everyone should check them out and stream them and find, find a favorite or favorites. Yes, because streaming helps with the votes and the exactly. score for the ranking Support for who your wins. Faves. Yes. Yeah. So support your faves. Like we are. <laughs> I actually, I, I have been listening to the songs. Me too. But I've been listening. I'm kind of, yeah, like the multi-fandom person that I am. I've been listening to all of them. And I really, I think we'll get into the details when we um, do our Kingdom episode. But mm-hmm. I have opinions. Yes. Have opinions. Stay tuned for those opinions. Exactly. But until then. But until then, we have other things to talk about. And we'll mm-hmm. get to it after the Korean word of the week. Bing! And that's my Bing. cue. <laughs> exactly. Bing is your cue. Yes. So we have the word of the week today, and it is pando. Pan-to. And that means peninsula. Mm-hmm. Is it actually, I have a question. Is it actually half island? Yeah, basically. Because oh. that's what it is in German, half, half island. Halbinsel. Is peninsula. Oh, cool. Yeah. Double the knowledge. Yes. You've learned an extra word today. <laughs> language. You're welcome. Yes. So the example sentence I have here is <laughs> So that means zombies appeared on the Korean peninsula. <laughs> Gee, I wonder yes. why we said that. Wow, it's it's a mystery. I think no one can guess. Mm-hmm. Keep on guessing. <laughs> all right, as you could probably guess from our Korean word of the day, this week is all about Peninsula the movie and its um, older brother-sister, um, Train to Busan. <laughs> yes. So we're talking about um, two very famous um, recent zombie movies from Korea. Yes. Yes. And we're actually, unlike what I just did, we're going in order. We're going to start with Train to Busan and then talk about Peninsula, which came out last year in the midst of a pandemic. So the whole virus topic is very interesting, but we'll not get into comparisons Mm-hmm. of that too much so don't be put off this is not about covid <laughs> no, <laughs> this is about this zombies is about <laughs> korean zombies it's korean zombies our favorite zombies yes so if you don't know by now there's spoilers ahead we're gonna be talking yes. about lots of plot points and stuff so this this is we're now on the train to spoilerville so yep. we're on this train to spoiler town so be aware yes so train to Busan. um I, 
this is actually I got the official synopsis, which kind of made me laugh. But uh, yeah. Train to Busan is a harrowing zombie horror thriller that follows a group of terrified passengers fighting their way <laughs> through a countrywide viral outbreak while trapped on a suspicion-filled, blood-drenched bullet train ride to Busan, a southern resort city that has managed to hold off the zombie hordes, or so everyone hopes. What? That was Who wrote that the synopsis? <laughs> that is the official synopsis. Wow. According Someone to had IMDb. Fun. I know, right? I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah, we we watched it together, right? Well, we the did. first time. Many years ago, yeah. Uh-huh. Many moons ago. Many moons ago. We watched, once upon a time, we watched Train to Busan, and it was really good. It I was. really enjoyed it. Me too. And for me, I don't particularly like scary movies, I guess. I like scary movies. I do not care for zombie movies or like zombie tropes in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this one is, I feel like it's a little different. We'll talk about it some more. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But first, I just want to talk about the cast a little bit because the first movie had such a solid cast, like amazing solid cast. First of all, Kong mm-hmm. Yu, who plays I mean, come on. <laughs> the male lead Goblin dad. on a train. Goblin yeah. on a train. <laughs> Mr. Goblin from Tokebi. He yeah. is the main character. Amazing. Flawless. Daddy. And then we have... <laughs> he's an actual daddy. No, yeah. no, no, no. He's an actual... No. <laughs> he's an actual dad. I know what you oh mean. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of daddies, yeah, the other one, or like the <laughs> soon-to-be dad, played by <sighs> Ma Tong-seok. He plays also like the known tough. As my favorite husband. character, yeah. Yes, with the pregnant wife. He is. I saw his IMDb. He's gonna be in Marvel's Eternals. Like he. <gasps> did you do you see? Do you remember right. seeing him on the yeah, trailer? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh my I was god. Like, Whoa. I love yeah. that. I love. I know. That. Yes. He's playing Gilgamesh, which I don't know Marvel enough to know all these characters. No, I only know the the visual K band from Japan. Gilgamesh, oh my god! So it's probably not related to that. No. Okay, and then we have Che Wushik or Choi Wushik, and no. he's the one who plays the high school baseball player. Oh yeah! And you may know him from The Sun in Parasite. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I did not put that together. I honestly, I've been looking at his face because we rewatched the movies, or I did at least. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how? Where have I seen this mug? Yeah. But yeah. Oh man. He was the son. Yeah, I didn't pay much attention to the children, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. They they were like, I guess, side characters. I mean, most of them mm-hmm. are side characters, but yeah. Yeah. No, but he was so, like, his performance was outstanding. Yeah, he's a really good actor. In both. Yeah, in both. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he obviously, he's getting those jobs. Good for him. Yeah. And then the last one I just wanted to mention was Sohee, who plays the high school cheerleader, Mm -hmm. who, like, the baseball player loves and whatnot. She's a former member of the Wonder Girls. Yeah. (sighs) Ah. Brings back memories when I see her. It brings back memories and she still looked so young in 2016. I know. <laughs> and she's still doing acting stuff now. And she yeah. looks... She's She has like a very baby face. So I think... She does. That works yeah. a lot. Like that works well for her. Mm-hmm. And her acting gigs. She can still play high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was... Like those two that... It was just so heartbreaking. But we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. Very solid, solid cast. Yes, definitely. But yeah, Train to Busan, I feel like 
especially compared to other zombie movies that I've seen, and I haven't seen that many, I have to admit, but like the notion of being like inside, like inside is supposed to be safe, right? But they are trapped on a train with the zombies at a mm-hmm. point, at the from a certain point, and it's just so claustrophobic. It's and the the camera angles are so unsettling. Yeah, because you only have this really small enclosed space, and then zombies coming at you. And I remember very distinctly the scene of when the one of the conductors is like running somewhere and you can like running from the zombies i believe and you can they have the camera like looking at him from below and him just running i don't know like all of the camera angles on the train were just so like unsettling to me i think and we'll go into this i don't know it's kind of hard to talk about train to busan and not now that we've seen the second peninsula like it's yeah. hard not to compare them like off the oh, bat definitely. yeah but yeah i think the whole train aspect is definitely what makes it very unique of a zombie yes, movie for sure yeah as far as zombie movies go i really like it as well it's one of my favorites like that and Shaun of the dead are the only two zombie <laughs> movies i will rewatch yeah for me but, i watched uh, yeah i'm also the same boat as you i haven't really watched too many zombie movies but the one mm-hmm. i have watched that i can compare this to is world war z i've seen that too yeah yeah because i know that people are very divided when they think of zombies mm-hmm. or like the idea of running zombies yeah like you know how it's supposed to be like the walking dead they're supposed to be super slow and walking and stuff yeah. but yeah. i honestly like the idea of the running zombies a lot i think that's something that actually struck me in um, Train to Pusan too, is that the abilities that the zombies had were still very much human. Like, they weren't necessarily stronger or faster. They were just, like, instinct-driven. Mm-hmm. They just still did the same things that human humans could do, which is why they could, like, you know, beat them in a fistfight and stuff. Like, you know, yeah. beat them off, literally. Beat them <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wait. No, that came out wrong. Like, no, no, no. Beat them off. Okay, great. Um, no, it's like, you know, it kind of also reminds you of the fact that they used to be humans. So, you know, when you have those, yeah. the running zombies from World War Z that just like fucking pile on and on and climb the freaking wall yeah god it's so weird it's so scary but i mean yeah. the, you you have the zombie piles in train to pusan too for sure yeah but not to that extent and i oh, think no. train to pusan did this really good job at like also finding a good balance of you know them not being able to see in the dark which creates a lot of tension when they're trying to get past them yeah with any kind of these like creature movies or like monster movies and stuff it's really i think it's good to have a weakness for those monsters yeah for sure and of course because they're super fast they run like humans they just like bash their faces into everything yeah they have to have some kind of weakness (laughs) yeah yeah and it's also yeah it's and that's the good part of having like those quote-unquote monsters you have the creative freedom to Mm -hmm. come up with strengths and weaknesses and use those for your movie like you're not using them in favor of the humans or the zombies it's just like how it works for the movie and they use the the train connection from seoul to pusan and like utilize all the tunnels and all of that and the the main stops actually are taejeon and um and east taegu so like they really use those 
spots on the actual train line really well, I thought. You already know how much I love when research goes into writing. (laughs) Me too, so much, so much. Because I've been on the train to Pusan. And I was just like, oh my god, tunnel, tunnel. This is where they all died. This is where they had that fight. Oh, this is Tejon. Oh, no. (laughs) Military guys. Yeah, but I think um, Train to Busan really has this perfect connection to reality. Like, you can actually... You have all those touch points with reality, but then Mm -hmm. you have fucking zombies. And I think when those nightmares invade your reality, that's the scariest thing a movie can do. Yeah. And for me... Also, one of the best parts of this movie was that I really love that, like, the further you go in through the movie, you can't tell who's going to survive, basically. Yeah. Like, it's pretty unpredictable of who's going to survive. Spoiler. Most of them don't. Yeah. It's insane. It's insanity. And then there is some, you know, you have those moments where you're just like, what are you doing? Like, when they arrive in Tejon and the military has been infected. Yeah. And they run back down to the train and they just open the first door and the zombies are just come yeah. flooding out. And you're just like, why would she open that door without looking into it? Like, yeah. things like that is so frustrating. But, but I think that's also God. one good point about this first movie is that because it just started like the outbreak just started so people still don't know what's yeah. going on so like, exactly most of the things you can still find believable if they like randomly do something stupid because yeah. they're just they've never been through this before they don't know what they're doing exactly and they're still until i feel like almost the very end they call them the people that are attacking others like they're not even addressing the fact that they're biting and it's just like the people who are attacking others yeah so i don't think they know what they're dealing with nope definitely not which i honestly like about the movie yeah for sure they're just like reacting they're not they don't have a plan or anything they're just reacting mm-hmm. why well, have one comment because there is one character the pregnant wife mm-hmm. worst nightmare ever imagine <sighs> being pregnant yeah that's it just imagine being pregnant that's it no first no. of all yes worst nightmare being pregnant the end no, no but thank you honestly though imagine being pregnant in that kind of situation i would just be like well i'm done for <laughs> yeah and then because her husband the in my notes he's just super dad mm-hmm. but he sacrifices himself too yeah so like you're losing everything and then you have the daughter of this dipshit <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry goblin but like you have the daughter of this guy to kind of take care of while he's fighting while he's beating off more zombies <laughs> exactly off more zombies so yeah she like that's oh man she's a fucking superhero she I really know. is my god just speaking on the other hand we have the friggin' uh, businessman i really i think well first of all you know, because he's sec- like, he literally throws people into the zombies' path yeah. to get away. So he does not care. He kills the girl. He kills the, the conductor that I was talking. He kills the, yeah, the actual, he just, like, the... <sighs> he kills everyone. everyone to then, the wolves or the zombie yeah, wolves. And then when he gets infected at the end, it turns out that he's on his way to Busan to meet his, mo- to see his mother. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. It's just like, nope, you're, you're trying over. to sell that, <laughs> that fear has made you do. No, you're, a f- you were terrible when you were a human and you deserve 
this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of I was throughout the whole movie, I was just like, I hope he dies. Please die yeah, a painful death. Exactly. Because he also he um rallied the other people against the humans. Like, and that's something that we'll see in Peninsula too. It's like it's there's humans versus zombies, but there's also humans versus humans in a situation where you're just like, why? <laughs> why are we having this conflict when there's actual zombies trying to eat us out there? Every man for himself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. God, but though, God. The, the grandma who opens the door to let the zombies in and gets them all killed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wow. Good. That's karma Me. grandma right there. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But honestly, overall, very... The pacing was really good for that movie, too, mm-hmm. honestly, and just... Oh, for sure. The, everything, yeah. and... The tension was up for most of the movie. Oh, definitely. And then just the ending, too. Like, even up until the ending, I really liked everything. Yeah, and I forgot... I had forgotten how sad the ending is. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the saddest zombie-moving ending I've ever seen. What the hell? <laughs> And then yeah. the, because they make it to Pusan, the mm-hmm. pregnant um, woman and the child, the little girl, and they're about to be shot by soldiers. And then the girl starts singing, which is how they can tell that they're not zombies, that they're not infected mm-hmm. and they get saved. But it's just like, oh, and it's Jesus also Christ. a callback because it's the same song she was singing in the beginning when she was yeah. having stage fright and stuff. Yes. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it was God. And I feel like that's something that you see a lot in not Hollywood movies, like this really anticlimactic, like really depressing end. Yeah. Like it should be this big, like heroic, happy moment for the survivors, but it's just not because that's nope. not how it works. Nope. It's just sadness. It's and just despair. sadness. <laughs> Exactly. And those movies really know how to convey that sadness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with a sudden fade out, too, it's just like, oh. (laughs) That's it, I guess. Yeah, great movie, though. And before we move on, the the baseball guy and the girl. Is she she a cheerleader or is she the manager? She's the cheerleader. She's a cheerleader? Okay. Um, Yeah, because they really stick together until the very end. And then the... I have all the bad words in my head, but the bad guy. Yeah, the businessman. <laughs> the businessman, he throws the girl to like into a zombie's path and she gets bitten. And then the baseball guy, the boy, just mm-hmm. waits around for her to change and bite him. And that's how they go out. And yeah. it's just so it's sad. Worst. It's so sad. They fought so hard. Yeah. They really stuck to... She really tried to help them when the others wouldn't. And, yeah. Oh, man. I was so angry. (sighs) So angry. It's okay. Well, (laughs) speaking of angry, (laughs) shall we go into the second movie? (laughs) Peninsula. Wow. Everyone's angry in this one. Peninsula. Yeah. Okay. So Peninsula, quick synopsis, uh, takes place four years after the zombie outbreak and train to Busan. The Korean Peninsula is devastated in Jong-suk. A former soldier who has managed to escape overseas is given a mission to go back and unexpectedly meets survivors wow wow first of all before we go yes (laughs) no just real quick because yeah that synopsis says four years later yeah the intro was four years later but 
how much because more time skipped between the intro and then the rest of the movie right i don't i think the intro is actually still i thought the intro was still on the day like or it was like very shortly after the outbreak and then they go back four years after but i'm not oh. sure because because they were showing that like news of oh it's been four like the white guy just like yeah. talking about how it's been four years and it was during yeah. the intro so i thought it, that was four years later yeah i took it to mean actually that's yeah i took it yeah. to mean that when they they are escaping that's still during the main okay. outbreak part and then they just blend in the the interview because the intro also ends with them saying like it's been four years and oh, okay. this, you know this that is where we're at now sense. so that's how i took it okay but i could be wrong so like apparently according to the synopsis is the movie itself takes place four years after okay you may continue but thank you, you know <laughs> yeah exactly um right so we have um actors who i'm not super familiar with yeah <laughs> or not at all except for one but we have um kang tongwon as the main character mm -hmm. and um he i know his face but i have never seen him in anything and i can only assume that i've seen him in a chicken commercial at this point because oh i God. really don't know where else i could have seen him but he actually has an iq of 137 and holds a mechanical engineering degree from hanyang university so there's that okay <laughs> yeah and then after all that he wants to be an actor well he's been an actor since 2000 so oh. while he was in college he, and he's with YG Entertainment so what? it's a miracle that they let him out of the I know right <laughs> wow and then um, Lee Jonghyun as who plays Min Jung the mother she is aside from an accomplished actress she's a pop singer who's known as the techno queen for the questionable achievement of having introduced techno music to korea so what oh wait i yeah. think i know who that is right then. yeah wow so, honestly germans we have a lot to apologize for looking back on history and techno music is one of those things. Yeah. I'm really sorry on behalf of Germany. It's okay. It's we, fine we if you like it. It's it. just a joke. <laughs> exactly. And then um, Kwon Hyo, the man who plays Grandpa Kim, or like the, the grandpa that mm -hmm. the family is with. He's only 55. What? <laughs> no, he was born in 1965. They, they must aged have put, him yeah. so much for this movie. My God. It's amazing. And then, um, oh my god, I'm going to butcher this name, I'm sorry, Ku kyo who plays Captain So, the guy who um, dies at the very uh -huh. end, having stolen the truck. Yeah. He played a transgender woman in a movie called Jane, and he won four awards for this. The Ooh. poster low-key looks amazing, but the ratings are kind of mad. So would you, would you like to watch this with me? Because I'm movie? genuinely interested. Yeah, the movie Jane. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that movie. Yeah, it kind of... Yeah. He's on the poster as the the transgender woman, and he looks amazing. Oh. And I'm, it sounds really intriguing and very, like... um, What's it called? Very existential. Yeah. So I'd be interested in watching yeah, that. Yeah, why not? Jane, everyone check it out. Let's have <laughs> a book club. Have a, let's have a movie club. Movie club, <laughs> yes. Um, Ire, who plays Toon, the older girl... She is 15 as of this year. She has been in eight movies, 12 dramas, and has won four awards. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> That's so 
interesting because I don't recognize I any of these people. No, me neither. I haven't seen except for and here we go. This is my last one. Um, Tang Soyeon. She's actually one of the only actress, Korean actresses that I know and recognize because she's been in two of my favorite dramas. She's been in Something in the Rain and Crash Landing on You. Oh, is she the... Was she playing like a side character? And Something in the Rain, yeah. She plays the the main character's best friend and also the main character's boyfriend's sister. So like they're all um. connected like that. And in Crash Landing on You, she plays one of the North Korean women that the main character befriends. So yeah, oh. she's she's amazing. I love her. Amazing. But yeah, that's the, the cast. Yeah, for... Peninsula, one thing I found weird, or not weird, I kind of mm. expected them to make it an actual sequel to the characters from mm-hmm. the first movie, like how the mom and yeah. the kid were alive. But this is just a sequel with completely new characters and everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's a standalone sequel, I guess. And yeah. um, all the characters are new. And also, it's very... It's very post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's really, you have the wasteland. You have the weird militia thing going on. Mm-hmm. You have, like, just... Yeah, it's a different myth. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you really walk into this, like, world of, like, utter distraction, destruction and, like, human abyss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really... I, I'm not against that on principle, yeah. but I did... I'm very iffy on the cinematography. I'm not sure I enjoyed that. For me, yeah, because it was like 90% CGI. So even the the car chase scenes and everything was CGI. Yes. I can already tell that's not going to hold up in a couple of years. Honestly, it was even for 2020, it was not that well done it was not like a high budget yeah we at least used models at some point oh my god listen (laughs) it was just not that good i went into this with an open mind and oh for sure i was excited the first zombie that showed up and did like a freaking back handspring (laughs) as he was (laughs) changing i I was like oh no my notes literally say LMAO B-Boy Zombies. So yeah, <laughs> right. I agree. I, I was agree. just like, what is this? Wow. <laughs> it's <just laughs> like, so I laughed so at that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like between that and like the, the really loud toy cars that they use, you can tell that like at the beginning, Peninsula seems more like ridiculous than Train to Busan because Train to Busan really managed to keep this very solemn serious tone throughout the entire movie like there was no comedy in it there was not exactly but then peninsula you're just like (laughs) yeah it's just like i guess that's funny it's just like laughing for the sake of laughing exactly and then it kind of takes a huge turn where you're just like where the fuck am i here yeah it was a whole mess i i gotta say this because Mm -hmm. first of all okay (laughs) i can't even gather my thoughts for this because it takes place or it starts taking place a little bit in hong kong right because that's where the military guy was sent Mm -hmm. so of course random english and random cantonese Mm -hmm. listen is the cantonese as bad as the english no it's worse because (laughs) the cantonese is we'll talk about the english too of course but the cantonese Mm. is so 
atrociously horrible and i don't understand why they didn't cast like actual hong kong people to play those yeah, parts yeah that, that should have been easier right? yeah it, just someone who speaks cantonese jackson to do it oh my god jackson like uh lucas from wavy <laughs> i know they sh- they just cast like korean people to do it and yeah yeah all of the parts when they were saying something in cantonese it took me like 10 seconds to figure out oh that they meant that <laughs> yeah. because it, it's just like they didn't even try which mm-hmm. i will give it to them that cantonese is super hard but that's why you don't have non-native speakers exactly in like those either roles that or you have like a cantonese coach or something where you just you know yeah. but yeah the english i mean they even had white people like there there were so many white people i know movie, right I- but yeah yeah the they did not have actual chinese people for this no i also listen this may have been like a tiny thing like a small thing but at the very beginning because they reroute the ship like they were on route to japan but then they end up going to hong kong right and they're like oh we cannot tell you why and you'd never find out why like for the audience there's no reason why the ship was rerouted to japan i guess uh to to hong kong sorry i guess they never explained it it there it makes no sense too like why they have to exactly they they were on route to japan and then so and before they find out that there's like an infected person on the ship they're like no we can't go to like so unless the maybe this is like some kind of foreshadowing that the virus has um, spread to Japan at that point. So maybe there's another sequel where that will oh, be explored. God, no. But in Peninsula, we do not f- like we. F- it's addressed at the beginning, but we never find out why they can't go to yeah. Japan and instead end up going to Hong Kong. Yeah, I have no idea, man. But oh god, continuity. Going, <laughs> going back to the English, mm. the English is also atrocious, but in a different way. I feel like because mm. I mean the pronunciation, you, you can at least understand what they're saying. Yeah, unlike Cantonese. <laughs> but, yeah, but the audio is so weirdly mixed that you can tell it's yeah, like super it's... obvious that they went back in post and like dubbed over it for some reason. Yeah, I don't mm. know why they did that, but it just seems super off. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, in cases like that, just have everyone speak Korean randomly. Like, no one would even question it. Honestly. Uh, yeah, that was mm-hmm. a choice. But yeah. But yeah. Going anyway, they the go plot. to Hong Kong on a mission to... This is another thing. So they're sent... Sorry, they're not going to Hong Kong. They're going from Hong Kong back to Korea, the peninsula, hence the title, mm-hmm. to retrieve... 20 million dollars nothing especially not a measly 20 million dollars could get me to go to a freaking zombie infested 20 million seems so little and also so random to just be sitting on a street in Incheon. 20 yeah, million dollars not I one dollar. No, but like I guess they just got people who were completely just they have no nothing to live for anymore. Yeah. So they were like, okay, I'll go anyway. Yeah, I guess sent the Koreans. They have nothing to live for in Hong Kong because we. <laughs> That's another thing. Okay, the only the only COVID comment I will make here is that they were in Hong Kong and like the people there were like, oh, aren't you from the country where the virus is from? <laughs> I was like. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. So, interesting. Oh my god. I can't even think of any of those scenes without just thinking of their Cantonese. <laughs> so I'll just oh, yeah. lay off of that for now. But 
Yeah. There's so much, so many more atrocious things that happen in this movie. It's like they just wanted to pack in all the conflict at once、mm-hmm. towards like the last half of the movie. Yeah, like、oh, all the、sure. stupidity of humanity was just packed into this movie. Seriously, the Fight Club that they had going, where they just send random humans into a cage with actual zombies, it、yeah. made no like. Why? And that's what I was talking about earlier. The conflict in Peninsula, even more so than in Train to Busan, is humans versus humans. It's just like humans、yeah. being the worst and like killing each other. But then there's also a side of zombies. I know, <laughs> so, and just, I, it、yeah. makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like a lot of things makes no sense. First of all,、yeah. I'm not one to really mess or like care about the medical or like scientific part. Like accuracy no, of no, movies, no. much, but two things. One, the main guy's friend who he went into the pit to like d- rescue at the end,、mm-hmm. he got shot like once in the lung and then just completely like insta kill died, yeah. Yeah. just like open eyes, just dead. Yeah. Meanwhile, the captain at the very end got shot twelve times in the friggin' chest and had time to like、yeah. laugh and like gurgle and then pull the、yeah. break, spit、I、out just, the blood. It's. And you, you, you said it yourself. Inconsistencies. It's just, yeah, it's really odd. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. And then you have just like the bad guys coming, bringing a knife to the protagonist's rampage. <laughs> yeah.、Funny. Oh my god. I was just gonna say this entire movie is also so male centric. We just have this guy who's、oh, like、god. eaten up by guilt and. <sighs> No. Everything is about him, and then he rescues the the mom at the end, and it's just like, oh yeah, now you're the hero, fucktard. <laughs> That's another thing that bothered me, though. I mean, we didn't get much backstories into the characters in Train、yeah. to Busan, but in Peninsula, the characters are very superficial. But you also there's no way to connect with them really. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they kind of. Even from the intro, they bank on you having watched the first movie to really、mm-hmm. make you feel like you're invested in this one. Yeah, but it did not work. <laughs> And exactly, I just okay. Listen, because like I said, the cast was really great in Train to Busan. And honestly, I really liked a lot of the characters.、Mm-hmm. Like there were, of course, some, the assholes and like dumbasses and stuff,、yeah. but. A lot of the characters were likable. This one, yeah, not so much. <laughs> Hated everyone's、no. guts. Yeah, it's just, ah,、oh, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're rooting for the the mom and her children and the grandpa. Yeah, but they but come like, in so late. Honestly, everyone who's like, because most of the other characters have a real and or fake military title, so all of them can just go fuck themselves. For all yeah, honestly. And I think also the fact that、um, they use because the the guy who gets shot in the lung, like the instacle guy,、yeah. he is or was the husband of the main guy's sister who died on the boat where the、yeah. guy got infected, and she died together with、um, her son, ipso facto the husband's son. So he's all thrown up about it, and then he gets shot trying to save the main guy, and we're supposed to feel sad for the main guy because he just lost his last connection to his family, kind of. And it's just like that is not how this works. No, that guy <laughs> is the. Biggest Chad ever. I just cannot. He really is such a Chad. He's such a Chad. God, and no, I who, even hate、oh. him. Like watching the movie, I was just like, he's. Doing I don't、nothing. care what happens、yeah. to you. I don't care. He 
you know when they crashed the car and he flew out of the windshield and, <laughs> and he was just like i'm fine yeah he flew like at least whatever 30 feet yeah and he just woke More than got that. up and was like i have a few scratches i'm good like no <sighs> but yeah, yeah i think the you kind of touched on this a bit but like the characterization of all of them mm. they really went super superficial and yeah a lot of things didn't make sense exactly because like especially the captain person like they presented him something huh do you rem- do because I don't think I get I got it, but do you because he knew the mom's name. Yeah. Was it ever explained how they know each other? Because you know how she, she said that she w- used to be in their like camp and then oh, she left. All right, they used to live there. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But still, that seems... Anyway, the entire scene with them was just so odd, too. And then him just randomly shooting his right-hand man. That's what... Yeah, that's what (sighs) we're trying to get to, that... Yeah, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Like, the captain, when he was first shown in the movie, like, he was about to kill himself. Like, he had Mm. nothing to live for. That's how they presented him. Yeah. And you were telling me that that I'm supposed to believe that now he suddenly wants to really live and he wants to, like, kill everyone for his freedom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's trying so hard. Yeah. Like, he was about to just die. Like, I don't think he has the capacity to do the things that he did towards the end of the movie. Yeah, definitely. The characterization was kind of off with him because he also seemed... Um, kind of meek. I think it was yeah. Um, hinted at too when the the other guy, the Sar- sergeant Huang, was like, "Why, why should I let your captain's yeah. quote unquote captain tell me what to do? Like he's nobody. Like this weird hierarchy you have going on is bullshit." Yeah. So it doesn't seem like he's being taken seriously by anyone anyway. So why? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he was able to drive all the way to follow them and then, like, T-bone them out of nowhere yeah. without any issues from zombies at all. Yeah. Yeah, I totally believe That's that. That's another thing. The car that he got into, I'm pretty sure it was not that car. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Just... I could be wrong, but... Yeah, everything know. about him much. was just not yeah. correct. And then... Yeah. Like, he T-bones the car, like, right into the driver's seat, or, like, the passenger seat of the little girl. Mm. Like, she should have not walked out of that alive. Yeah, she was fine. She was just complete. She was knocked out for a few minutes, and then she was just fine. Yeah. I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, thanks. People but, only die when it's convenient for the story, yeah, I guess. Honestly. That being said, like, I feel like as an like zombie adventure like post-apocalyptic movie it works but coming from train to pusan yeah i i had probably higher expectations mm-hmm. yeah I mean, sequels and, yeah you can't yeah but, win with but those still like i think honestly i think they should have done themselves a favor and not marketed it as a sequel yeah, but they got to make that money for people who want to see a sequel. Like, it could have just been Peninsula, but it, no, it was Train exactly. to Busan yeah, like Presents. Two. Yeah. They obviously knew what they were doing. They were trying to milk yeah. it for And I mean, it, it makes worth. sense that they had to establish the connection because of the virus. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. It could have been marketed more independently and maybe would have worked better. But yeah. still, the CGI was just not... It was no. not great. <laughs> I've seen literally... This has nothing to do with anything, but the last Fast and Furious movie where they CGI Paul Walker, they did yeah. that better. They CGI'd a dead person better than Paul Peninsula CGI'd some cars. Yeah. I think 
overall, if you don't know by now, we <laughs> we prefer the first movie. Yeah, for sure. Check out Train to Busan. It's and still great. Whatever. Watch Peninsula if you want just like a zombie adventure movie. Mm-hmm. It can still be entertaining, I'm sure. Even though I have to say, like, personally, especially the Fight Club thing, I viscerally hated it. I, I could not watch it. I could not watch those. Is that a good oh, thing, scenes. though? Uh, maybe, because yeah. maybe that's what they went for. Because it's just, like, so inhumane how they treat the fellow surviving humans. Mm-hmm. Which I think, again, the human abyss is, I think, what they're trying to show. Because they've been on that peninsula for four years just trying to survive the zombies and making the mm-hmm. most of it. And their way of making the most of it is by killing other survivors. Yeah, it makes no what sense. What the hell? Like, don't you want able-bodied people to, like, work for you and, like, gather supplies? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, Man. they just made... They just put everything, like, worst-case scenario, basically. Exactly. Anyway, watch Train to Busan. Yes. And Peninsula, maybe. Maybe, if you're up for it. All right. That was our Train to Busan plus Peninsula extraordinaire summary Mm -hmm. talk. Boilers galore. We could have gone into so much more things like the weird car chase at the end and... The crusty zombies just yes. not having showered in four years. Oh my god. The crusty disgusting. zombies, the crusty humans too, just all Honestly, disgusting. Honestly, everyone is just so crusty. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of crusty... What other crusty zombie movies have you seen? I honestly... Yeah, World War Z for sure. I... Uh, um, What was the other one? Warm Bodies? Oh. Is it called that? Yeah, it is. I've yeah. been meaning to watch that because I heard it was cute, but I'm not... I'm it <laughs> is pretty cute. Okay. It's it's honestly a good watch, but my favorite actually is Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that also I've been like meaning to watch. Oh my god, I just... Because I love Simon Pegg and um, Nick Frost and Edgar Wright, and I totally did not just have to look up the name, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm the biggest fan, but I really enjoy their movies. And Shaun of the Dead is just, um, just so funny. It's like generally funny, but also like it makes a lot of fun of like the apathy of humans in their everyday life. Because you have like zombies walking around, and the main character just doesn't notice because he just goes about his day, (laughs) whatever. And you know adults going to work just look like zombies anyway exactly um so yeah that that is a really enjoyable movie if you're not into like zombies as a super serious topic you should definitely check out Shaun of the dead anyway because it's it's delightful Mm -hmm. what about you oh for me honestly i think the only thing i've seen is world war z and then Mm. i've like dabbled a bit in the walking dead a bit Oh, Especially I've like never watched a single episode of that. More so the games, just because I'm a gamer, oh, not a okay. watcher. But yeah, yeah. I one thing I noticed between like all zombie movies and stuff, and I we kind of talked about this earlier, is that you know how there's the walkers zombie mm-hmm. series kinds, and then there's like yeah. the running zombies. I don't think I've ever seen a zombie universe where there's both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like there's like variations of zombies yeah yeah because you know they kind of have to work for whatever the movie is trying to do and whatever the characters are trying to do mm-hmm. yeah. so but i think I it would it be interesting sense. 
I think it would be interesting just because, um, you know, you have either the walkers or the runners or whatever, whatever yeah. antagonist or monster you have, like there's comfort in having them figure it out yeah if you're like okay they cannot see in the dark or they cannot run very fast like that's comfort for the the viewer and the characters but if they can just randomly start running or just you know just see just as well as people do or better then it's just like oh no yeah (laughs) what what are we gonna do now because you know a zombie movie doesn't really work if you don't have some kind of advantage over the zombies. Mm-hmm. So they would have to yeah. figure that one out. I will figure we it out. We should write that. <laughs> yeah, we and just, I'll write Every one. week now, we're just like, we should write that. Let's no, write our We're own just going to write our own screenplays, our own stories, exactly. sell them. Yeah, what are we doing here? Let's end this episode and start writing. <laughs> Seriously, good idea. Well then, <laughs> on that note, if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, first of all. We will have more and more episodes every week and Mm -hmm. please make sure to rate and review if you can on apple podcasts or anywhere that you listen to our podcast it will really it will really (laughs) it will really help us yes it'll really help us out please (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes, and you can also check us out on our social media on Twitter, which is at SoulGayZers, and Instagram, which is at SoulGayZing. And we post things about our episodes, we post fun little pictures, we post our Korean word and phrase of the day, and you should definitely take a look at both. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Please. Please and thank you. And in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye.